Welcome to Across the Nation Station, where this week, me and Nate will talk about Star Wars. That's right, we are doing the Star Wars podcast. I joked about it last week, and then we said, you know what, we're going to do it. Not only are we doing it, we're not doing just one, we're doing like four parts. I didn't do the math before this, and I'm very sorry. <laughs> we're going to do one, two, three, four, five, six, and then we're going to do... Seven, eight, nine, then the two standalone movies, and then we're going to do the shows. So, oh, that's like six episodes. Oh, you guys are going to hear a lot of Star Wars. This is now a Star Wars podcast. Thank you for coming. You thought that this was about everything. It's actually just about Star Wars. Yep, we sucked you in. We we reeled you in. (laughs) The plan is complete. (laughs) So, (laughs) if we're going to start with one, two, three, obviously... One being Phantom Menace, the one that was more kid-friendly, in my opinion, even though it had a lot of death. Only got a lot of death, if you pay attention. Um, if by kid-friendly you mean stupid, then I agree. Yes. I think yeah, I think it was made to bring in more more younger fan base, you know, trying to capture that magic, and then there was Jar Jar. <laughs> oh gosh dude jar jar you know what's really annoying is my wife had never seen the star wars movies and i decided okay like she's gonna watch them with me this was while we were just dating Mm -hmm. i think we had gotten engaged i don't remember it was sometime we were in a relationship before we were married and i you know i joked with her i was like this matters like you if you don't like these movies i don't think i can marry you like it was very you know um and we watched them you know in the order they came out four five six one two three yeah and you know, she loved Jar Jar, and I, I, I'm very, I was very sad. I yeah. thought she'd hate her or hate him, but she loved him, and uh, yeah, that now, disappointed me. <laughs> yeah, it, it's see Jar Jar. The problem with Jar, the biggest problem with Jar Jar for me, if he didn't fucking talk like that, if he didn't talk like that, the me says this, me says that, I would have been okay with the character. It's I don't like the way he talks. And I mean, George Lucas okayed it, you know? I so. know, but it's like, if he didn't talk like that, just no Misa's anything, Yusa this, Misa that, like, no, get rid of that. That is like some weird baby talk that doesn't need to be in a movie with space wizards, with lightsabers, and, you know, political drama. You, that He is not a court jester. He's supposed to be this goofy, you know, character. I get that. And in a way, he you know he had actions that helped secure a victory for the republic. They weren't in republic, really. Yeah, they were republic. Secure a victory for Naboo and all that. It, his fucking voice always gets on me. Always. So here's the thing about Jar Jar. Okay, now don't get me wrong. I think all of the um, his species. What I can't remember the name of their species. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. They all start with Misa before they say things. Yeah. Correct? Yes. So, it's not necessarily the Misa part that's annoying. It's the tone of his voice that yes, makes you want to punch him in too. the face. Yes. Because <laughs> you have like, um, just... the general dude who's like really gruff and blah, blah, blah. It's like he sounded okay. I was okay with that guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so... Before we continue, I should warn you that these are going to be spoiler-filled podcasts. Oh, okay? yeah. If you haven't seen but Star Wars, at, please go watch them. <laughs> at least you know 
know what we're doing in what week. So you have a week to watch the three movies. I think that's plenty of time to watch the three mm-hmm. of the movies we're talking about. Except for this one, unfortunately. This one's one, two, and three. So please pause it and go watch the movies first before you listen to it. But like four, five, six, you know, is next week. So you have time to watch them before we do our podcast. If you haven't seen them, and if you also, haven't seen them, I'm sorry, you're living under a rock. Don't do the thing where you look it up on YouTube, like Star Wars Phantom Menace trailer. That ruins the entire movie. I am not kidding. That literally ruins the entire movie. If you're just watching one trailer, I don't. You know, know what the hilarious part about that is? You're completely not true because you see Darth Maul, who's one of the best Star Wars characters, yes, and I will refer to him in a lot of content because he should have been in more content. And it's oh, really yes. sucky that it waited till the TV shows for him to start showing up. So, uh, um, yeah. You, you see him, you see a glimpse of the pod racing, which is also, like, the best part of number one is the pod racing. Yeah. You know, I could talk about that forever. It's they made awesome. a pod racing video game. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, the the preview for that movie literally ruins it. Very much. I, I don't know. And that, it's like, I, I think that's where the, the movie ruining previews came from was that. Like, everybody's like, oh, we need to do that. It's like, no, you guys don't. You guys are fine doing, like, a 30-second movie title music people are in it and that's it and that fucking everybody would go watch your movies more <laughs> so i mean we'll talk about it more next week um but one made the mistake where it started turning towards being bad like four five and six were so good and then they wanted to make a prequel which i understood because they wanted to explain how darth vader this crazy dark Lord. Darth Lord yeah. was became who he was, and I know his whole story was very important. So I understand why they did the prequel. <laughs> Disney ruined it. <laughs> they did things like they had practical effects, like practical makeup. Practical, yes. like they used like um, what what is the word? I'm like like models for the ships and stuff, so they looked real. Things yeah. like that, and, and then they and did the you... complete computer animation for the yes. first one. Yes. So it just took you out of the world all those practical effects were just gone yeah except for the pod racing fans in the stands those are actually popsicle sticks <laughs> really yeah. i don't think i knew they're actually popsicle sticks it's just like the the cgi took your eyes away from it so you think everything's cgi but no there's like just wiggling popsicle sticks <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, so um, I think they made a mistake by doing everything animated, um, including like Yoda was very weird because he was a puppet in 4, 5, and 6, and then suddenly they made him a and I didn't fully like, animated. And I didn't like the way they made him look. Like, they tried making him look younger, but somehow he just looked more goofy. <laughs> like he just didn't look like Yoda. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was very um, unfortunate for the movies. And, you know, I... Honestly, I don't know how you feel about it. I don't know if I should blame George Lucas or if I should just blame everybody who worked on the movie because, I mean, I think we both agree that the first movie is probably the worst Star Wars movie. Of the previous, um, yes. I think they're the, it's the worst Star Wars movie ever. I actually yeah. like 7, 8, and 9 more than I like well, yeah, 1. Uh, no, no, yeah, that's, yeah, because the CGI that relies on all the other movies, they, it make, they make it work because of what they were doing. But with number one, there is a lot of close-up on the people scenes where they're they're just like on a green screen, which they could have just built a set. I mean, I mean, it's not only CGI, right? Because it, bad CGI you can look over. Yeah, it's the movie's just bad. There's bad characters. The store, the writing is bad. Yeah. I mean, Obi Wan Kenobi 
Ewan McGregor is probably the best thing we got out of one. Mm-hmm. Qui Gon Jinn's pretty good too. Um, I, Liam Neeson kills it, but you know, I wish there was unfortunately more rip. <laughs> unfortunately, rip. Okay, yeah. so um, sorry for everybody, but he dies. Like Darth Maul, great character. They kill him off too, and they kill Qui Gon Jinn all in the same scene. Like. Yeah, Are you like serious? Less than, less than like what two minutes? He's dead. Two best characters. You just get him out of here. Like that's just you know, I, I it's one of those things where it, it's it's a rough one for me. Um, yeah, and and when I first watched it, because I got the VHS sitting right behind me on my shelf, the one that was bought for my birthday. Like I still have that. I think it's still in the middle of the movie too. But when I first watched it, because I grew up on the original three. And I love them. Like, I would, like, my dad recorded them all on one VHS. Like, there was no credits. He cut out all the credits, so it was just movie back to back to back. So it would, like, you know, it would do the Star Wars thing where it would close, do the whatever, and it would go straight to the next movie. Like, he did that for me. So I can just press play and have three movies I would just watch all at once, and I would constantly watch those. It's actually kind of sick. I know, right? I wish I wish I still had that VHS. That thing was awesome. It was a eight-hour VHS or something like that when they made them. It was cool. Um, but then I watched episode one. It's like, oh, you're going to love this. And I watched it, and I'm like, I, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> like, it's it's neat, but it's not Star Wars. I mean, yeah, you have some What's Jedi. crazy is I don't even remember what year the first one came out. Uh, okay. like, actually, yeah. let me go get the VHS. I'll tell you. The first one was on VHS. I thought it was on disc. Like, DVD. Okay, I'm back. Alright, so on the back of this thing, blah, 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 blah. John Williams is a musical boss. 1999 is when this came out. Okay, so that means in 1999 I was four years old. Okay, for all of you who want to do the math about how old I am now, you could do the math. Okay. I was four, and I still thought that movie was bad. Yeah. Four years old. I was a kid, and I thought that movie was bad. Like, how badly could you need a movie that the first one was bad? Yeah, and I'm looking at the back of the, <laughs> the, the movie case right here. You have the lightsaber battle with the double-bladed lightsaber with Darth Maul and Obi-Wan okay. and Qui-Gon. Ruins the movie, which right was there. a big reveal, by the way. Yeah. Audience, um, listeners, I guess not really audience. Uh, the double blade lightsaber was the first time they ever did anything cool with a lightsaber that wasn't yeah. just a single blade. So that was a huge reveal. They just put it on the back of the box and in the trailer of the fucking thing. Like, oh, you'll and in the you know Star Wars, blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, you see Darth Maul hold it sideways and ignite it, and then he pulls his hand off and ignites the other end, and it's just like, I want to see that, but I. That would have been more of a surprise if they would have not put that in there. And that would have been made the movie a lot more of a of an eye popper, you know? And Jar Jar's you know, on it's the back funny. for some fucking reason. <laughs> it's funny that we're t- talking about this is making me think of some of the other cool stuff they did with it. Because it was also the first movie where the fighting got a lot more choreographed. Yes. It wasn't- like 4, 5, and 6, it's a lot of just left, right, left, and, right, well, forward, back. They also based it more off of fencing. Like, they actually had a right. fencing coach to, because for, you know, A New Hope, there's not a lot of lightsaber battle. Like, it wasn't about the lightsabers no. at all. It was a couple, yeah. like, you know, tip-touching, 
some weird shit. If you ever saw the Family Guy thing, like that's kind of what it is, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but in Phantom Menace, like they just got into this all-out like battle with these lightsabers, and it, it was really amazing to watch them do that. Like they're just, you know, hitting and jumping around and dodging and actually fighting, not tapping. And then yeah. It, like, there are some people that are like, oh, that ruined the movie. No, it didn't. It, it, it made it cool because this is before Jedis were nothing. This is this is when they were, you know, petering at the top and before they had the downfall. So they had all these different styles, not just holding it and touching. It, it was actual styles they had. If you ever played uh, Knights, of the, Knights of the Old Republic on the original Xbox... Which they remastered for um, Xbox One. You can download it for like four gigs. Um, they, you can actually go through the six styles of Jedi, which I think is or you know lightsaber battle, battling, not Jedi. But you can go through the six styles, which came from Phantom Menace because of how they fought, which I thought was really cool. It's like okay, they implemented this. That's going to carry on in other media. Just. Yeah, I mean, they brought in, like, a real martial artist to play Darth Maul. You know, he's a trained yeah. martial artist in staff fighting. So, oh, yeah. you know, it made it look legit. It made it, he was crazy. He did backflips and twirls and all this stuff that you've never seen in a lightsaber battle. And so that was great. Like, seeing that, people were like, oh, dang, this is sick. Like, you know, so you had the really cool sword fight with a really well-scored sword fight. The, oh, the song yes. they play in the background is great. Oh, it's um, so I mean, honestly, Duel of Fates, yeah, and honestly, people will refer to Duel of Fates all the time. I've heard people with ringtones of that song. So one was bad. The story was bad. The writing was bad. But and the whole you got a couple of okay, really cool hold characters. On. Hold on. Before we get any further, we are skipping one fucking thing. The princess and the fucking popper bullshit they had going on between Anakin and Amidala. That shit bothered me because Wait, he was a little kid. And she, really... No, no, he was a little kid, and she was like, I guess, 15, 16 as a queen on Naboo. And that's where so, the whole thing started she, with them. Yeah, she's supposed to be 15, 16 years old. Um, she looks a lot older than that, though, because it's played by, um, what's her Natalie name? Portman. Uh, Natalie Portman. Um, and Natalie Portman is a great actor, so I don't blame Natalie oh, Portman yeah. for this, but. She looked like she was like twenty, yeah. <laughs> and and you think she's like twenty, but you find out she's fifteen, sixteen. So it's not that weird. But Anakin is like he's like nine, ten. I want to say he's ten. I want to yeah. say they're about six years apart, which doesn't as an adult, it's not that weird. But as a kid, it is. And he definitely has this little like flirty thing he does with her, yeah, and she is. finds him uh, cute, like charming, but almost in a like. I want to be with you, kind of cute, charming, which makes it very weird. Yeah, and then the next movie, she's like, "No, you're like a bro," and it's 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 all weird the way they did it. I mean, I mean, they had to set it up in a certain way. They just set it yeah. up badly. But okay, so what I think we should do is, as we go through these, we should probably I want to give it a rating between one and ten. Um, it's like a four. Okay, so you're going like four overall, with this one, like overall that that's. That's including the movie as a whole. It's about you're talking with all of the good stuff in it, everything for, right? Like four, five, 
4.5, honestly, because okay. it's just the, the way the story progressed. Because you start out with with them on the space station, and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, like, oh, they're Jedi. And they were literally there just to negotiate. That's all they They weren't there to kill nobody. They were just there to negotiate. That's what the Jedi's role was. They were supposed to stay impartial and just be negotiators. And then the fucking douchebags on the space station were like, we got to kill them. So they blow up their ship. They try killing them with gas. And then the Jedi are just trying to get to the main people in the space station to obviously stop them and figure out what the fuck, bro. And then they end up on Naboo, obviously. It, but it's just, I didn't like that that cold open like that. Where it's just like, you see him hoodie, you're like, okay, something's going to happen. Oh, we're here for negotiations. Oh, they're just going to kill him off the bat without... Okay, cool. Let, let's see where this goes. Oh, we're on the planet now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so four for you. Yeah, 4.5. 4.5, okay. Um, here's the thing is even with all the cool stuff, I still think it's the worst movie. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm trying to think of all the next, like all the movies we're going to talk about later. And I'm trying to think of what I would put those at. So, and I might go back through and adjust later if I change my mind. But yeah, honestly, I think this one, in the grand scale of things, is like a two in compared to the rest of them. Like, if I was just rating it as a movie, it'd probably be a little higher. But... Compared to the rest of the Star Wars movies, I'm going to put it at like a two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really not great. Um, and also bothers... You should still watch it because there's a lot of good story things to it. So you should probably yeah. still watch it. But there's a lot of stuff you can probably just kind of skip. And... But there, there's like 30 minutes all together you can skip in the movie. There's like 30 minutes all together that you can watch. You can skip the other yeah. two hours. There, well, if you, if you look it up, you can still find it somewhere. There's the Topher Grace cut where he cut all six movies together into one movie that makes more sense than all six movies watching them apart. <laughs> well, that, that's sick. Yeah, yeah. that's sick. Um, okay, so we're going to move on. So that one was um, Star Wars The Phantom Menace is the name of that one. Okay, so we're going to read it. Go into two, which is Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Which was a terrible name for a movie. Uh, uh yeah, but I mean, they kind of get it dead on. Like, I know, but it's so, just like, it's, they could have named it something like, like, what would you have named it? Honestly, I would have named it, I would have named it Clone War, maybe, like, not Wars, like the TV show, but maybe, like, you know, Clone War or something, like, you could put, like, Star Wars. Episode rise two, of the clones. rise of the clones like that would have been good because that's where they you figure out hey all this shit, shit is happening all these clones have been made all yeah. these ones are being processed all these ones yeah. are still coming out so yeah so that's the i mean he just told you the biggest part about this movie the biggest part about this movie is you find out that they this is where the clones from the evil clones in four five and six come from because these are these you have to remember came out after four, five, and six, so you yeah. don't know how the um, clones even were created. I think um, episode two came out in two thousand two. Also, two thousand two, two thousand three. Yes. yes, yes, it did. Come, it came out two thousand two, so about three years later. Okay, which I also have sitting on the so, shelf over there. <laughs> so you're, you, so you find out where these clones came from, which you've always thought were weird because they could not live their life. They seemed very um, 
strange because they just didn't seem human. But you find out they're a clone of a of a bounty hunter. So they have what I've never understood is they have the capability of aiming well because they're bred from a bounty hunter. Well, no, no, no. A bounty hunter has the, there there is a thing about that is the the theory is that after Darth Vader figured out Luke was his son, he he told them to intentionally miss and not kill a son. But, okay, but see, these are all theories. There's no yes. proven anything. So they could shoot everybody else, but they avoided everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, if they just missed Luke, okay. But also... But they're missing every single person. They're not hitting a single thing. Yeah, like, but also, if you um, dive back deep into the lore, all the clone army became the 501st. They were nothing but clones. Everybody else in the Imperial military were just people. Like, they just started well, getting no, brought on so, as people. Um, people didn't become... The clones didn't become people until several years after Order 66, which we'll talk about in a little while, yeah, guys. Well, no, um, no, what I mean is, like, to, to, bol to bolster the Empire's ranks, they were just people from other planets and shit. Like, they just... Well, yeah. But, I mean, you don't really see a clone being a person until yeah. 7. You know what I mean? So, anyway, but, okay, so... In 2, there are these bread machines. They're supposed to be great. They're supposed to be honorable they're supposed to you know follow orders to the t and they do and they have great aim yeah. by the way they destroy robots like crazy and crazy for some reason they, and they can hit everything and they're super awesome and again once they're on the dark side or once they're you know with the empire they can't hit anything so it just does it uh, whatever but um <laughs> well also so because they they explain um they after the Clone War or Clone Wars after Attack of the Clones movie, there was a cartoon movie that came out explaining some shit, and then there was the TV show that came out that explained, which was the Clone Wars, which explained what happened with the clones in a, a lot of different episodes. They we'll talk more about that yeah, on the TV just, show. It, it's episode. more of the they they explain more of the lore and story, which also fucking love that show amazing yeah yeah you guys will probably rant on about that show for a while but anyway so so and number two which i didn't like is when the clones the, oh we, they were they were commissioned by master sifo Dias. everybody's like who the fuck is that like he's not in the first yeah. movie well no 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 well so there are a lot of jedi for yeah. the record in the lore we've never met before so that is acceptable but the part that's confusing to everybody is when they're like he's been dead for years what are you talking about yeah right and you know we know that there's a um sith lord in control of things and this is the first time you really see him causing something to happen like clones being made you're like so who ordered the clones being made under some death dead jedi's name yeah you know and so that's the first time where you kind of see something happening that the Jedi can't control. Um, and at this point, you're not supposed to know who the Sith Lord is, though if you know the actor who played him in 4, yeah. 5, and 6, you actually know who he is in 1, 2, and 3. Um, so that kind of blows it for you <laughs> if you know the actor's name. Yeah. So we're, you know, I'm not going to say his name until we mention it because he reveals himself in the third one, so we can talk about it when we get there. Yes. But um, I kind of, like, I love the clones. I actually think the clones in the Clone Wars series and in the clone, this movie, and in 3, 
I like them better when they're good. Like when yeah. they're helping the Jedi because they're just so loyal. Yeah. Um, and, and and I like the different colors to to dictate who they serve. Like Obi Wan has um, yellow and Anakin has blue. Yeah. And so, like, you always kind of know who serves who, and I think that's really cool. Uh, yeah, and, I mean, some of the big, really cool points of that whole movie, besides the whole Anakin-Padme romance bullshit that could have stayed out of it, <laughs> that fucking, I'm going to levitate a pair at you. Mm, you I mean, it couldn't have stayed out of it, because it is the story. I think the writing for their love was so bad yeah. i hate sand it's so coarse and it gets everywhere like yeah. are you serious is that really something he says out loud it's true by the yeah. way though i hate sand because it does is coarse and it does get everywhere yes. but it's just nature's glitter like does um, it need to be yeah it is nature's glitter but like does it need to be said out loud yeah, like do you have just been like i don't like sand like, and everybody be like yeah we get that we get that <laughs> it's like sand sucks. Um, and it, it is really weird because we did touch on it a little bit, but like when Anakin sees Padme, they they're supposed to have not seen each other for like he's it was like five. It's supposed to be like man. five years. He's supposed to be, you know, I'd say he's right around. He's I think to, he's supposed to be like eighteen ish. Yeah. yeah, so that that would make him about twelve when they first met. Right. I would say it's probably been about five or six years yeah. since they met. And, you know, so she's 20... Something. 22? 22, 23? And so, first off, illegal, okay? <laughs> well, we're just going to talk about that <laughs> for a second. <laughs> but she sees him, and she's, like, taken back by him. And she's like, wow, you've grown up, and, like, you look so different. And, like, it's super awkward, and he treats her, treats him like a child, and then suddenly they start falling in love, it's just really cheesy. Stare things like there's 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 that one point she's like, "Don't stare at me like that." Why not? Because I don't like it. And then it's just like, yeah, she's like, because it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. So how do you go from that to, oh, I want to marry you? I mean, granted, okay, like she could be just saying that because she's trying to hide it, but still, like it's just it's done so bad. I don't. Yeah. Oh oh, man. No. I actually personally like Hayden Christensen. I think he's a good Anakin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I think he did what he could do with what he was given. But the whininess that he had was so annoying. But then again, him as a kid, he's annoying and whiny too. So yeah. his character kind of follows that whininess. I just wish it wasn't part of his character. Yeah. I like Because you do see him start to go a little bit dark in the movie with the Tusken Raider camp. And his mom and all that. Like, I, I get that. But less, like, I have never seen, like, somebody so whiny <laughs> about it. Yeah. Like, you know, I, there was no tears. There was no, like, I just lost my mom. He's not crying. He just, like, killed an entire Tuscan Raider camp. The women and the children, too. Uh, like, he doesn't even care no. about that. Like, he just no. he's angry. <laughs> And you make fun of it, but the, the point of that is such a is a big thing because Jedi are supposed to be peaceful and not dark. And this is the first time where you see him just Unleashed. let out yeah. his his feelings. And fighting with your feelings is what they say pushes you towards the dark side. You're not supposed to fight with your feelings. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to fight logically. Yeah. So that moment is very big, and it's just written so weird. Yes. Um And. Like, I would love to have seen him cry a bit. Like, that would have made it more emotional. It would have shown that he is giving into his emotions. 
and right. going further into the dark side. Like that would be cool. He, he does get sad, but it seems like as soon as he's about to cry, they like cut to a new scene. Yeah, and it, it's you like, know what no, I mean. No, no, show us that, man. We need that. Give us. I want that. I want to eat his teeth. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, and that's super dark. That's probably the darkest part of the movie is when he slays the, when he just destroys that whole camp of. Yeah. They don't, they don't show it. They just show him come out of the the tent door. He cuts a head off of one of them, and then, and then it they, one runs at him, and then he slices down, and then like the whole slice down is the transition to another scene. Right. And there's right. Um, oh, and Yoda. Yoda senses all of it happening, and you do hear a voice in the back where you hear Anakin, no, and that's supposed to be yeah. Qui Gon trying to calm him down and tell him not to do that, like yeah. as a force spirit. Yeah, yeah. So. um I mean that was probably handled kind of badly, but it was yeah. good that it was in there. Um, what else? Oh, so you learn uh, about this new Sith who's supposed to be a challenge to them. His name's Count Dooku. Um, his character in the movie is super boring. Like yes. he was trained by Yoda. He went to the dark side, so he's super well trained in the Force. Um, he knows the dark side really well, mm-hmm. and he's a really good duelist like oh, he's got a and, lot of um, sword skill and did, did, what is what does they call him Dar- darth sidious is supposed to be like the new lord that he serves darth that, sidious yeah, yeah you learn about darth sidious who's supposed to be the sith lord who runs everything um but so you learn about count dooku and his character is so boring like you really don't feel like he's that threatening yeah um but also that could have been team. written like that where in the Clone Wars TV show, yeah. oh, his character's way better. He's so badass in the TV show. Like he's he gets so his, much better. He gets, he's a good fighter in that TV show. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll talk about that when we get there. But um, he uh, you know, he is he is way more powerful than Anakin and Obi Wan yes. because they try to fight him separately instead of together. That's the whole thing. Is mm-hmm. they don't work as a team. Anakin goes in, loses. Obi-Wan goes in, also, loses. the first time you see somebody dual-wield lightsabers, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I thought yeah. like, they could... Anakin. Like, like t- 20 more seconds of him dual-wielding would have been really cool, but I, I get I get it. They just wanted it was to move cool everything to see, along. Yeah, it was, it was cool to see Anakin do that, especially because yeah. he doesn't do it ever again, so it was really weird. He just does it for that one time, and then like they just don't bother to have him do it again. went off in the background. I heard that. <laughs> Yeah, that's my uh, texting tone. Nice. I'm a horrible host here, not even muting my phone first before. No, it's okay. At least it's it fitting fits, it fits, into yeah. the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it fits the podcast. So, anyway, okay, I muted my my phone. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> so, it, so, in, so they get destroyed, right? They yeah. get destroyed, and then Yoda shows up, and of course Yoda trained him. So Yoda goes head to head with him, like. But Yoda goes you know, head to head with Yoda. him since Yoda's like. You know, three foot nothing, and Count Dooku is like six foot tall. The, the 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 combat dynamic shows Yoda bouncing around like a fucking bouncy ball with a sword, and it's which like, is the best part about this movie. Okay, yeah. literally, you could skip the whole movie and just watch this last scene because this is the best part of the movie. And Yoda jumps around and he does all these flips and all this crazy stuff. And mind you, you've never seen Yoda fight before. Yoda's always yeah. been in a chair, or he's been really old and not able to fight. So watching him do this is insanely cool. And, and okay. I, do, I do like how he, so, how he pulls out his lightsaber, where he just pulls his little 
cloak away, and then he he uses the force to grab onto it. Like I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, the way he drew, and he has a tiny so, lightsaber. He doesn't have a normal size one. He has a Yoda sized lightsaber. <laughs> right. So, okay, Yoda bests him. Yoda's gonna win. It's very clear Yoda's gonna win. So what's he do? What does Duke do? He drops part of the ceiling mm -hmm. down to land on top of Obi Wan oh, no, no. and no, the Anakin. The ceiling was down on top of Yoda. He um, crushed the the big pylon. That's what was gonna drop down on Anakin and Obi Wan. Right, 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 right. So Yoda had to stop what he was doing to catch it so it didn't crush them. Yeah, and Duku just gets in and flies away. By the time he caught it, Duku was gone. Okay. Yeah. So. You're like, okay, so this Dooku guy's pretty strong, but he can't beat Yoda, okay? Um, and I would say that's the best part of the movie, and that's really how the movie ends. Like, Anakin got his hand cut off, so he has a robotic hand now. Yeah. You know, that's kind of how two ends, really. So, what I like to do when I'm watching movies like that is I always look at the background stuff. Now, when... When the... Um, when they first land to confront Dooku after doing the chase in the desert or whatever, if you notice, there's two little clones that pop out to cover their entrance, and the little robot fighters, they actually shoot them and they fall off. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know who else is. I always thought that was a cool little thing where instead of, you know, hey, they had backup. How come backup is, they had some people in their landing craft. Oh, it's because if you watch, the dudes go by and fucking just shoot them and they leave. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Like, I thought that was, like, a cool little thing you can look out for. You just see him get shot and they fall off. <laughs> so, yeah, that um, was cool. I agree. I do like, in the movie, I do like that Obi-Wan and Jango Fett do go head-to-head -head for a bit. The fight Oh, yeah, I didn't even talk about that fight. Yeah, yeah the fight was a little awkward. It, it was like a brawl more than anything because they, they were just throwing some punches and... I know he's a Jedi, but it's like they didn't need to focus on, oh, he's going to shoot me. I'm going to block his blasters with my lightsaber. It, they, they were actually like throwing some punches, which was I thought was really neat. It was just an awesome so the cool, So the cool part about Jango Fett's character is that Jango Fett is what the clones are based off of, right? Which yeah. we covered. Yeah. Um, but he actually has a, a son named Bubba Fett, which he doesn't really do anything in uh, 4, 5, and 6. But he's in there as like a bounty hunter. And he you don't see him do that much. So you don't realize how skilled of fighters these guys are. Yeah. So seeing Jango Fett in this movie was crazy because he was using his jetpack, he was fighting against a Jedi, yep. holding his own, doing pretty well. And then they just killed him off. It, they, they kill him. There's this big fighting scene where both Jedis get captured mm -hmm. and all of the other Jedis come to try to come down to save him. Yeah. And Great in that though. fight, Mace Windu, who we've never we haven't even talked about Mace Windu. Mace Windu is Samuel L. Jackson. Like, hello. By the way, like, Samuel L. Jackson has a purple lightsaber because he's that badass. <laughs> Actually, he has so color does significantly matter yes. in Star Wars. And he has a purple lightsaber because he actually does know some dark side stuff yeah. and he's and, learned how to balance the two. So that's why his saber is yeah. purple. But and, anyway. We'll get into the lightsaber coloring and how much it pisses me off that Disney changed the shit. But yes, continue. When are we gonna talk about that? We'll talk seven, about seven, eight, eight, nine. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Mace Windu just decapitates him, like yeah. head off, boom, gone. Yeah, because he, he deflects, like, deflects. I, I realized they need to cut, and then that was it. 
but like i realized they needed to make him kill him off like because he couldn't be there alive when four five and six happened and they needed a reason for his son to become jingo fett so i get it like he he just he just they did it so unceremoniously like it was just oh just cut his head off and end him yeah and if you do watch the show when he fought obi-wan like it it was like a serious fight yeah and when Jango Fett dies, they you, you, if you look at the shadow, his head goes one way and his helmet goes the other way. Which I still don't get, because if you cut somebody's head off, it's not going to go flying 30 feet. Even if you're a well, you know, force dude. Samuel L. Jackson also does this, like, swing where he kind of pushes away with his opposite hand, too. So I think he force pushes his body and his head apart. I don't know why he would do that, but he kind of does a motion where it almost looks like he pushes his head off of his body. It, it could could be. I mean, it, it's. I've always seen it as he cuts his head off, the head flies away, and I'm like, that that wouldn't even work with the real sword. Like their head might roll a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, so I mean, I I think that covers this movie. Like that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, it just it's it's more narrative than action at the end. Oh, and R two and C three PO getting some shenanigans. That's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I, and honestly, yeah. that that whole thing with R two and C three PO is really cool, just because it's fun to watch them interact. It's always fun yeah. to watch them interact. Oh yeah, and um, it, it, they, if it, you guys it, don't know, they're robots in four five six that were just like buddy. They're buddy robots who are always together, and you don't really know their story and yeah. why they're always together. We didn't touch on it. In number you one, find out um, C3PO that C three PO is made by Anakin, yeah. and then R two D two was just was a, a droid Jordan. that saved them in the first one, like saved their ship. Yeah, he was just and a, so, he was just a maintenance droid, basically. Right. And so C-3PO came with Anakin when he got recruited by Qui-Gon. So they just kind of naturally started traveling together. Um, and then they were together ever since. They're like best buds. It's really crazy. They're like the only two characters who go through every single movie together. And, and I wish, like, I I don't know if I've done it where you could turn on subtitles. And if I think for R2, it's just every time he talks, it just sounds like R2 beeping or something. Yeah. I really wish they would have put yeah. subtitles on there and just had him have this little foul mouth. You know what's robot. crazy to me <laughs> is even though he's just whistles, you still know what he's saying. Right? Like when he flies across a room and he's whistling loud, you know he's screaming because he's scared. You know? Yeah. When he there's like a whistle he does when he talks to people where you know it's just an endearing I love you whistle. Like there's just something yeah. about how they do his whistles. You know what's being said, even though you don't know what's being said. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? He's yeah. such an endearing character. I love R2. And um, I really wish that they would have explained why he didn't have his little rocket packs in the in the later movies. Like, maybe they got damaged and couldn't, you know, function correctly afterwards. But they didn't um, explain why he never uses his rocket packs. <laughs> yeah, basically, they never thought about it. And then in the new movies, they thought about it. That That's your excuse. <laughs> I guess. It's just, you know, hey, R2 um, can fly. And now he can't. <laughs> So okay, let's rate this one. So this one to ten, solid six. Oh, you're going high with this one. Um, it's because it, uh, it's more lore heavy, and the story was a lot better than number one, and the action was more. You got to see more of the Jedi Council actually do something and not be we're impartial to this, you know. So the first one I gave a two. Um, this one I'm gonna give a four. Um, it is a little bit better, in my opinion. There's still a lot of stuff that's unnecessary. Yeah. Still a lot of things that bother me. So I think a four is right where it should be. Yeah. Oh, it, so when they're captured, the whole we're chained up, but we can't get out of this. Like that whole thing. I thought that was weird. 
that they're chained up and it's like they have the force they can literally like flick a wrist and pop a chain you know i think the whole point is that they underestimate how strong the jedi are yeah um all the time jedis are always underestimated so i'm pretty sure that was just how that's what it was supposed to be oh and you come across the genosians who help actually plan the death star like they were it wasn't just See, this is where it gets weird between Rogue One and Episode Two. That one guy was the architect of the Death Star. The Genosians are bug people, basically. They help with it, I guess. Maybe they supplied materials, but they had the Death Star plans. Like that was a little nod they did to the original movies, but they mm-hmm. don't explain how the fuck they had the plans. Like it's supposed mm-hmm. to be because they. Like, Disney told a really good story, in my opinion, in Rogue One, and how the Death Star was created. But then in Episode 2, these bug people had the plans, and they were saying, we can't let the Republic know what we're creating. It's like, okay, well, where the fuck do you fit in on this, you know? Right. Like, I just never got that. Yeah, no, you're right. I agree. Also, bug um, people, they get massacred by Jedi, That that's a thing. So I just want you to know that by saying that, you just kind of almost lowered it, the score for me. Maybe I'll go down to three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, okay, so we have like 20 minutes to talk about three. Um, so I think three, we can do it. Honestly, three, I liked the most out of all of them, out of, uh, out of yeah. the prequels. Because, I think we can both agree on that. Yeah, it, it does a really good start. You're in the middle of a space battle. And you're just like, oh, action. It's like, okay, cool. And then you see Anakin actually proving why he's one of the best pilots. You know, he's doing Anakin bullshit. And <laughs> Basically, it's it's something that should never work. But works. because of story and reasons, <laughs> he, he survives. <laughs> yes, exactly. And R2, R2 sprays Plot oil. Armor is what they call it. Yes. But R2 sprays oil on a bunch of droids and then lights them on fire, which I thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> I thought that was really Yeah, funny. it's fun to see R2 kind of fight himself, too, a little bit. Yeah, and he shocks them, and then, uh, what was it? They, the droid, the stand-up droids, get really close to R2, and R2 shocks them, and then that droid just goes, ow, you little runt, or something, like, pounds him into the ground really quick. I thought that was also so, hilarious. <laughs> also, by the way, now that I'm thinking about it, the whole rocket booster things that he doesn't use in 4, 5, and 6... If you want to think about it, like, that droid is was outdated in one. They even said he's an outdated droid. Yeah. And then, so, by four, he's, like, really outdated. So, he probably just doesn't, they just probably don't work anymore. Yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> my, my, I mean? my thought, like, thinking about it, Jawas. They saw it, they ripped him out of him. He couldn't oh, yeah, he did get captured. Yeah, he gets yeah. captured by Jawas. It's I, very that, possible. To me, that's a good, that's a good theory. The Jawas just like, nope, this, this can help you escape. We're going to rip them out of you. Because Jawas are scrappers, and they want to sell the product. Yeah, so yeah I'm, that's I'm true. So I'm thinking that that's a good little theory on why he doesn't have rockets. So, anyway, okay, back so, to <laughs> Yeah, okay. So back back into the story. So they he does his, you know, stupid bowl that somehow he survives, okay? They come flying into the enemy ship. Mm-hmm. Who, who, who is the master of this ship? Oh, Count Dooku. Count Dooku's back. Okay. And this is where so, you get your first glimpse at General Grievous. Oh yeah, General Grievous Mr. is also Mr. on the ship. Smoky guy. Um, General Grievous was a um, hunter, like a hunter, like a human hunter. He gets in a really bad accident, and basically he's incredible, all robot, 
No. Hey, he's robot he's with a heart and some goo. Honestly, he's very much like Darth Vader in some ways, um, well, but he's the, basically uh, all robotic. It was supposed to be like a prototype of the Darth Vader suit type of thing, I guess. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, between Disney's bullshit and the, what originally was written, like, it's all convoluted now. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is super boring, in my opinion, too. Uh, yeah. In the animated series, he's much better. Oh, yeah. Um, in the animated series, they flush out a lot of characters that they don't yes. flush out in the movies, which is why we have to talk about it. But anyway, so... He's in this. You learn who he is, and his whole thing is that when he starts to lose, he runs away. So, yeah. long story short, um, they get captured, and Obi Wan's best line is like, "Anakin's like, oh, like, I think it's a trap." And then Obi Wan's like, "Well, let's spring the trap." Like it's like one of the best lines Obi Wan ever has, and people quote it all the time. So they get captured by yeah. General Grievous. They basically start to defeat him, and he runs away like always. Yeah, and then they fly half of a ship, <laughs> and they land half of a ship. Like, well, you're skipping the whole Dooku fight. Well, yeah, because the Dooku fight bothered me a little bit. Also, because, so, when they go to fight Dooku, you see Palpatine. He's the uh, Chancellor. Like, he was elected emergency powers to be Chancellor. Or, yeah, because he was a Senator and then Chancellor. And you see him kind of on display, hooked to a chair, just like he's manacled down. And so Dooku, Anakin, and Obi-Wan get into a fight. They actually go at him by, you know, together, and they do pretty well. And Dooku knocks Obi-Wan out by slamming, force-pushing him and slamming him against a balcony, and then he brings the balcony down onto Obi-Wan, which... If he's bringing him down to kill him, he's bringing him down full force of like you know like a big steel balcony. It should have done major damage to Obi Wan, and it didn't. Like it even scoots him across the ground. If you watch it, that should have like broke a kneecap or something. But he's completely fine. He just gets knocked out. Well, he's a Jedi and plot armor, so I know it just that always. But I'm like, why isn't his leg coming off? Why isn't him? You know, that, if he got knocked out, that obviously would have either killed him or woke his ass up in pain. <laughs> um, okay, so, let's not just talk, let's skip that part, okay? So, Anakin and Dooku fight. Anakin has become a way better fighter. Mm -hmm. He bests Dooku. Cuts his um, hands off. Repays the cuts bread. his hands off because he got his, hands cut off, his hand cut off from yeah. him. He's in a spot where they need to just capture him, but... Palpatine, Palpatine urges him to just urges him to kill him. Literally, every, two words. That's the most and, famous words he ever says. Do it. <laughs> do it. And you know, Anakin's like, but that's not the Jedi way. Like, that's not what we're supposed to do. And he's like, just do it. Like, yeah. And so he cuts his head off, and he feels bad about it immediately. You know, Palpatine's like, look, he cut your hands off. You wanted revenge. It's fine. But getting revenge is not the Jedi way. Yeah, it's, so, it's like, I shouldn't have done that. It's like, no, you shouldn't have, you dick. <laughs> this is the real time where you start looking at Palpatine and you're like, if you don't know already that he's the Sith, he's, you know, yeah, he's, he's the Emperor. But if you didn't realize that he's the Sith Lord that they've been looking for, this is where you find it out. This is yeah. where you start kind of going, this is weird. Why would he do that? Yeah, and then... When they get back, um, you figure out... When they get back to Coruscant, 
you figure out that him and because at the end of the second movie, him and Amidala got made, Anakin and Amidala got married. So in this one, you see she's pregnant, and you're like, oh shit, twins. And then, you know, they try to keep hiding it. And what sucks is there's a deleted scene of Obi-Wan telling at telling Padme that he knows about the, uh, Anakin and her, which Jedi are not supposed to have attachments. They're not supposed to be able to father children or anything. They're not supposed to get married. They're just supposed to be impartial, like, people, like monks, basically, you know? And there's a deleted scene where Obi-Wan's like, hey, I know about this. I only pretend not to know because it makes him happy, and I like to see him happy. So, Obi-Wan has kept a secret, but they took that out of the movie, and that would have been so great to have that in there. Because that would have made that whole ending fight, like, much more dramatic and emotional. Which, yeah. also, yeah. I had a book somewhere where they, um, they tell about the, the fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin, the first real big battle. They actually tell about it in this, it, like, I had this thing, like, the third grade, fourth grade, where they tell how this fight played out, and I was really excited to see it on the screen, which is why episode three is my favorite of the prequels, because they actually, George Lucas kept that in there, which I thought was really cool. And you know what's crazy about this movie is it's the best one, but there's so much stuff that doesn't even really matter in this movie. Like, that beginning part matters, the ending fight with them matters, mm -hmm. and him becoming Darth Vader matters, but like, all the stuff in between, eh, it's all kind of forgettable. You don't really need to know. Basically, the important parts of this movie is that you find out Palpatine is the Sith Lord. Yes. Um, Anakin was asked to spy on him, but he didn't feel comfortable doing that. Because, because they added, they had Anakin join the council, but they wouldn't give him Jedi Master, which a Jedi, a Jedi has never been card a council unless he's Jedi yeah. Master. So that pisses him off. And then um, he, so he doesn't want to spy on Palpatine. And then they find out that Palpatine is the Sith well, Lord they've been looking for. Also because, because he didn't, didn't Palpatine like kind of tell him? Because Anakin figures it out and he draws a mm -hmm. lightsaber on him. He's like, you're the Sith Lord we've been looking for. And then mm -hmm. like Palpatine kind of sets some shit and eggs him on. He's like, I'm going to turn so, him in. So he, he does do the right thing. He goes to the council to turn him yes. in. Yes. But the thing is, is Anakin hesitates to kill him because what he tells him is like, You'll never see you know, I know you're having dreams about your wife dying. Yeah. I can teach you how to save her. And so he hesitates killing him because he needs him. And he goes and tells, you know, Quag or not Qui-Gon. He goes and tells Mace Windu. Mace Windu gathers some Jedi together to go capture him. Fucking three other In the efforts to capture him, he murders, uh, not Anakin, but... Um, um. Pal Palpatine. Palpatine murders everybody but Mace so, Windu. Now that that and whole then, little beginning fight, real quick, everybody says that oh it's bullshit that they didn't react. But the thing is, is like so he does that screaming spin attack, and mm -hmm. Jedi and Sith can both do it. They they have it in different media where they use the Force to speed up their actions. So that's what Palpatine mm -hmm. did. He sped up his actions as as through the Force to dispatch those three because they were obviously the weakest. And it might have been his limit was he knew he could only take out three and he, he would have to fight Mace Windu. Also, mm -hmm. writing made it happen. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. everybody wanted mm -hmm. to see Mace Windu do some shit. And Mace Windu bests him and he yes. has him in a corner. And 
Anakin catches him just before he kills him, and he says, hey, like, we need to take him to trial. Yeah. Mace Windu's like, nope, he's too dangerous, we gotta kill him. Anakin's like, no, I need him alive. Like, you know, he doesn't say why, but he says, I need him. Yeah. And Mace Windu says, no, I'm not gonna leave him alive. And as he goes um, to, for the final to kill him, basically. Uh, to kill him, you know, Anakin pulls his lightsaber out, swings to get him to not kill him, cuts off his hand, his saber goes flying. So now it's Mace Windu's defenseless. Mm-hmm. And Palpatine just starts shooting electricity into him. And pops um, him out the window. And pops him out the window. Now, there's been, like, speculation if he's actually dead or not. There's oh, no, nothing um, that says if he is or isn't. No, no, there is There is a comic. I, I believe it's an official comic that Disney came out with. Um, one thing they did, right, is they actually tell the story of what happened with Mace Windu. Like, his whole left side of his face is kind of fucked up. He has a robotic arm. He got his lightsaber back somehow. But... There is, I think, an official thing with Mace Windu's continuing story after that. Like, he, he just basically becomes this rogue, gray Jedi type of person now, and he just kind of okay. kills people. Like, the the Empire okay. people. And Sick. Okay, so he survives. Cool. Yeah. I, I believe it's an official thing where he actually survives. Um. So... Also, Palpatine um, is messed up. His face is super messed up. The reason of that is because of this fight when he tries to electrocute Mace Windu at first he has Mace Windu has his lightsaber and he blocks it and, and he electrocutes yeah. himself um so that's why his face is so altered and destroyed which you've seen four five and six and you always wonder why that's yeah. why and, so anyway, and, it's, and after Mace Windu goes out and then Palpatine gets up like that's where he says you know your path to the dark side is complete I now mm-hmm. give you Vader like it, it well, you know, Anakin, Anakin kneels down and he's like, what have I done? Yeah. And, you know, he's like, you did what you had to do. You know, you needed me alive. Um, and Anakin's just distraught. Like, he's so distraught with what he just did. Um, and Palpatine's like, he's kneeling and Palpatine's like, rise. And then he's like, I'm going to call you Lord Vader. You know? Yeah, and then he's um, so, the Jedi Council because, like, he, he really is now a an evil guy like he doesn't he never meant to be it's just this is how events played out for him yeah so he gets this rising sith lord now right um so they tell him you know he says okay go to the you know go to the jedi Jedi temple wipe out all the jedis yeah and then after you wipe out jedis you know go to mustafar and wipe out gunray and you know his basically disciples all the separatists and stuff that help them and, and he's like okay he's like all right i'm doing yeah. it so the, the the thing that that they should have touched on more was more of him because yeah he he went basically fully on the dark side yes my master you know all that and then he goes to the jedi temple and people you know hey you're going into a jedi temple why didn't they beat his ass well because they see anakin skywalker the hero of the republic army the face of everything walking in with soldiers maybe it's like something not sinister so this is when palpatine orders order 66 order 66 is literally all of the clones have a chip in their head that takes them over Mm -hmm. and they uncontrollably don't know what they're doing and they start wiping out all of the jedi so you see these glimpses of jedi just getting gunned down by the clones okay And so, the Kyle, people in the Jedi Temple don't. So 
the people in the Jedi Temple don't know what's going on. So when Anakin shows up, he's got a m- multiple clones behind him. They don't see him and go, oh, he's about to murder everybody. They see him and go, oh, what's going on? Something serious is happening. Yeah, and then he murders everybody. <laughs> murders everybody. The most intense scene is when he shows up into the... the young there's lanes. a room of younglings. Younglings are young Jedi, like kids, yeah. little kids. I'm talking like, like six-year-old kids yeah. training to be Jedi comes walking in and the kid looks super scared and he's like master skywalker what do you what do we do like how do what do we do and you see his lightsaber ignite and then it cuts he killed all the kids and he kills all the younglings and you find out later on that obi-wan goes to the jedi temple and he watches this hologram to see what happened because he just couldn't believe what he heard happened happened and he sees videos of Anakin's killing younglings. He sees it, and he he tells Padme this later on. Um, and so it's it's really dark and depressing, honestly. Um, and so, so I mean, I think that's one, really all of that. And then, well, the one Obi Wan finds when because they when um, they're on Mustafar and they show his face, you can actually see him crying because it's like he that's like the last of his regret, basically. Because he he's already right. gone so far, and you see his eye color start to change to the Sith red, and uh, it's yellow, not red. Or yellow? Well, it's not yellowish red. Whatever. They're evil. <laughs> it's evil eyes. It's kind of orangish. <laughs> whatever. But it's chartreuse. Um. So what ends up happening is, um, Anakin goes to Padme and tries to get Padme to go with him, and she won't. And he kind of goes off on his own and doesn't tell her exactly what he's doing. And Obi-Wan comes to find her and try to find out where he went. And he finally gets... Padme won't tell him. And so he sneaks onto a ship with Padme who goes to see her husband. Um, and when Padme gets there, Anakin is trying to talk to her about everything that happened and try to tell her that everything did was okay. And Obi-Wan shows up out of the ship. She thinks He thinks that Padme betrayed him and he chokes her out. Like, he almost kills her, choking her. Um, and Anakin believes that he killed her. He doesn't realize that she's still alive. He thinks that he killed her, and he blames Obi-Wan for it. So... And the most dramatic fight happens, which is amazing. And it's crazy. Honestly, the beginning of my the fight is my favorite, because they're completely separated from each other. Yep, they're, they're now full-on enemies. They're, they're, you know, and Anakin's literally like, if you're not with me, you're my enemy. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan's like, well, only Sith Lords deal in absolutes. Like, if you're really going to be that way, then that means we're going to have to fight. And he kicks his, yep. pushes his robe off, and he gets ready to fight Anakin. Anakin jumps, does this big, big backflip that's sick. Pulls out his saber, starts fighting him. The whole fight the f- is, is super dramatic. And the fight's like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. It's so long. Yeah. And there's other bullshit cut in there too, with like a cameo by Chewbacca and you know some other stuff and Yoda. Yeah, and that's just more scenes of watching what Order sixty six is and stuff. But you're watching them fight. They do all these dumb sword twirls. There's this one scene where they're literally twirling their sword for like two sec, three, four seconds, and then they both clash their swords together at the same time. It's like either one of them could have slashed the other one while that was going on, but whatever. Yeah, no, there's actually (laughs) a reason behind that. Um, I watched the thing on it. Is is they were trying to basically fake each other out, but since yeah. the force, since they're fighting through, like letting the force let them fight, neither of them can really fake each other out because right. they kind of sense what's going to happen. And since they've right. been 
you know, Padawan master for a long time, fighting together like that, like, how are you going to fake them out? Okay, well, you got to do some weird shit to try to fake them yeah. out. And then if you're both thinking on that same level, okay, well, it's either keep doing this or, you know, progress. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I get it. I get that they're equivalent in fighting. It's just funny because they, the, the it, it just looks ridiculous. Them just swinging the swords. It, it is really funny. And then at one point they both start swinging, stop swinging, they both try to force push each other, and then they force push each other back at the same time. Yeah. It, anyway, the fight is super cool. It ends up being that Obi-Wan has the high ground. He gets up off of the thing in there. You know, Anakin's in the middle of this lava. Obi-Wan's high on the high ground. And Anakin's like... You gotta give Anakin props. He did fight on top of a robot's head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he it was that crazy. entire end of the fight on top of a robot's head. <laughs> right. It was crazy. So Anakin's standing there. Obi-Wan's like, don't try it. Don't try to jump up here. I'm gonna win. Like, what are you doing? And Anakin's like, you're underestimating my power. Like... I'm gonna beat dude, I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna kill yeah. you. And I'll be once like, dude, like <laughs> no, you're not. Bro, like you can try. <laughs> I got high I got the high ground, bro. Like, what are you doing? He tries to jump over him again. As he comes back down, Obi-Wan swings, cl- cr- cuts off his other arm that's not robotic in both and, his legs. Yeah. He hits the ground, he slides in, and the part of this that is crazy to me is that Obi-Wan doesn't walk over and stab him to end him. It, he gets Anakin catches on fire, and Obi Wan has to look away because it's so hard to watch him burn. But instead of putting him out of his misery and stabbing him, he lets him burn. He walks away while he's burning. Well, it's also because he couldn't, because <clears throat> uh, he actually says he says, "You are my brother. You know, I, I've loved you." And they had that right. such strong bond. He didn't have right. the heart to try to kill to him. kill him. Exactly, and, and that's exactly what it is. Yeah, um, and it's like, okay, well, he's kind of sliding into lava. Hopefully that'll do the job. So he basically leaves him to die. Yeah. And he walks away, and Anakin's literally yelling at him, I hate you, as he's trying to go away. You know, Obi-Wan grabs his old saber, mm-hmm. Anakin's old saber, which becomes a big part of the other movies. So it's very important that he grabs it. Yeah. He grabs it and walks away with it um, and leaves him to die. And um, then it cuts to Padme, who's still alive. And um, dying because dying. super sad. Um, and although, he dies. Although, quick little theory. So he choked her. She's pregnant, almost due. But he choked her. He could have cracked an airway. Like you don't know. Could have could have fucked some shit up in her throat. So she's slowly suffocating. <laughs> like, yeah, I get it. Everybody's like, she died of sadness. No, I mean, he did choke her. She no no no. <laughs> she did. She actually does lose the will to live. Like yeah. that's actually in. Like that's that's the lore. But anyway, so I, I like my version. My version is more realistic <laughs> she she dies during childbirth she names the two kids and she dies yeah. um and you find out that the two kids are separated at birth to try to hide them from the sith they don't want the sith to be able to find anakin's kids so they hide them in completely separate areas where they can be far away from everything yep. and never be found you find out later that doesn't work um <laughs> but um you know you and then you see uh the Sith Palpatine now, now the Sith Lord, announced Sith Lord. He comes and he finds Anakin. Anakin's still alive, barely. Yeah. Um, he takes him into his ship. He gets his classic Darth Vader suit. He finally is Darth Vader. And, um, and as at he, that point, you killed Padme. It was your fault. Yeah. Like. yeah, as he rises out of the seat, the first thing he asks is like, where's Padme? Where's my wife? Like, what's going on? Palpatine's like, eh. Yeah, uh, it seemed that in your anger you killed her, and he's like, "No, that's impossible." Like, I sensed her; she was still alive. 
And he does this and everything around him is crushed and you realize how powerful he is because everything in the room is just basically cracking and you see how evil Palpatine is because Palpatine just kind of smiles like, oh, I got yeah. him now. Like, this is, he's my dude. Yep. Um, in the comic of that, um, they changed it up a bit where when he's saying no and Palpatine gets shoved back into the wall and then Palpatine retaliates by shocking him, telling him never to do that again. Like, they changed it in the comic a bit. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know um, they did that. That was weird. <laughs> that is weird. Um, but, you know, that's how that movie ends. And honestly the movie's really good there's a lot of little things in there that's not necessary but just the darkness of it is what i think really gets me yeah um so as far as one through one out of ten i'm gonna give this one so i give the other one a two the other one a four i think i'm gonna give this one a seven yeah um i think it's good there's things that are unnecessary and there's things i would change so I'd give it a solid seven. Um, yeah. It's definitely the best one of the prequels. Oh yeah, most definitely. Now um, I know we didn't talk about the Obi Wan Grievous fight because it kind of there's only one iconic moment in it, and that's it. Is the hello there, General Kenobi? Like that's the only iconic moment of it. And Obi Wan does catch him and kill him. Yeah, Grievous just, is dead. He doesn't finally get a lightsaber. He gets. he gets a blaster, shoots him, and goes so uncivilized, and throws a blaster away. That's well, okay, first off, Grievous tries to kill, grab him, and he rips yeah. his chest plate open, and his, you oh, see his and, heart beating there, and, and he shoots his heart, and it kills him. And Obi-Wan's quick, not really thinking move, where he kicks a robot in the shin, <laughs> trying to trip him. Yeah. <laughs> and he yeah. literally goes, ah! And he's just like, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that fight was pretty good, too. So, yeah, it's, it's good that you mentioned it. Um, so, yeah, Seven, I think, yeah. Overall, I'd give the prequels probably like a, I don't know. I'd say it balances out around a five. Yeah, yeah. For definitely. the whole overall the prequel movies. Yeah, because three does carry it with a lot of the emotions and stuff they did. And oh, a fun fact: when Bail Organa goes to the Jedi Temple to figure out what's going on, because he's a senator from Alderaan, and also where Leia goes, he's trying to figure out what's going on. He's like, hey what's going on at the temple and the and the clone troopers there are like you need to leave the jedi are revolting or whatever and then he kind of goes away the jedi kid the padawan that pops up and fights them which i thought would have been really badass if he jumped into the speeder and left with or bail organa but that kid is actually george lucas's son oh, i didn't know that that's yeah. cool i watched the making of it because I, I have the little dvd things and they talk about mm -hmm. it, how because uh George Lucas's daughter and son were um, in episode two and three. So his son was in episode three. His daughter was in episode two. And that's the, cool. the uh, bar scene as I think the purple Twi'lek. I think that's what mm. she was. And he was that's the cool. Jedi, Jedi Padawan. And I was like, you know, that's really cool. They, they have a part in their dad's like movies and they're forever immortalized as these side characters where... You know, obviously the brother got a little more time. Cool action. He killed some troopers. And the sister was just a purple Twi'lek in a bar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that's cool. Like, smiled. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, um, I think that was a good talk. <laughs> yes, more nerd Star Wars everything to come. Because um, so Star like, Wars is forever. 
Yeah. So like we said, um, four, five, and six next week. So if you listen to this one, you haven't seen four, five, or six, go watch them before we do or talk about them. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? We have an Instagram page now. Nation Station One. Dun, dun, dun. I finally did it. Why the one, by the way? I don't know. Because I think if I, I think actually, I think Nation Station itself was already taken. And I had to put the one on it. Why didn't you do across the Nation Station? You know, like the name I of our podcast. I honestly didn't want to write it all the way out creating that profile. I was lazy. Gotcha. Like okay, so Nation Station One is our Instagram. Um, go ahead and go on there and follow it. I've already tried to post it on my social stuff so that like my group of people would know and follow it. I don't know how many follows we have right now on it. Um, yeah, you can find but, it because it when you when you look up Nation Station One, it does have the logo of the radio tower and it says across the Nation Station. Uh, as for our followers, let's. Let, let's look we have a whole whopping seven followers oh shoot um so hopefully oh, he he remembers to to post it make sure you post a thing saying you know our next or star wars episode came out or whatever once it goes oh, up it's just gonna so be star wars yeah, I, mean, I, I got it i got it yeah. i got it okay yeah yeah you got it okay um and then as far as me i got all of my plugs um which is quite a few things Hopefully one day it'll get shorter, but right now it's quite a bit. Um, make a bitly so, link. So, <laughs> what? I said make a bitly link. Bit.ly and then just put everything in there. Seriously. Um, <laughs> so, my Twitter is smileyglitch, space TTV. Um, I'm a Twitch streamer, if you guys didn't know. So, my Twitch stream name is smileyglitch, no spaces. My Twitter is smileyglitch, no spaces, then space TTV. Um, I also have a YouTube right now that I just started, which is also Smiley Glitch. Um, I'm doing some fun stuff on there. I, I'm doing a reaction to um, the Mortal Kombat uh, Legion, the series that's on YouTube, the YouTube series that they made, like the fan series. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing a reaction videos on that right now. I watched the first episode. I did a reaction to it, and I'm going to do the next episode soon here. Um it's actually really good. I'm kind of impressed with it, to be honest with you. I think it's a little better than the movie in some ways. Uh, the new movie that just came out. So um, I'm doing a reaction to that. So if you guys want to catch that, that's cool. Um, you know, and I'm also doing other things too. My Twitch is the funnest thing to watch me on right now. Uh, I was just telling um, Andrew here that the new game called Knockout City came out. I'm playing a lot of that. I'm probably going to stream some of that um, soon. So. Well, hot dog. We got a Star Wars podcast. It, it was inevitable, so deal with it. <laughs> we will see you all on the next one.